Say it again. Oh, I got. I got. I. You know, a person always has to ask themselves, like, like, where are you? Like, where, where am I right now? You know. So that's a question I ask myself a lot. Where am I? So I'm not good with like directions and like spatial things. So I know that I'm in Florida and specifically Miami. I don't really know where that is or how that is, but I know right now I'm with Nishamas. And with other Yidin, and we're all together for one purpose, one purpose only, to connect to each other, and to connect to the Bari Island, to connect to our Father in Heaven. That's all we want. That's all we ever wanted. And that's what we're here for. So let me share with you a few words <clears throat> about this Indian of what a, what a Fabrengan is. What a Fabrengan is. What's a Fabrengan? What does it mean when Yidin come together? What's the... Uh, what are the conversations like when, when Holy Jews come together and they talk about they talk about the neshama, you know? What is that like? So, you know, I'm a big believer that, uh, that there's no such thing as a Jew that's, that's not on fire with Yiddishkeit. I'm a believer there's no such thing. If you have a Jew that's not, doesn't seem like they're on fire with Yiddishkeit, it's because they never met Yiddishkeit. They never met it, they never saw it. So, what I want to do for the next few minutes, I want to take something which is probably on the, you know, on the spectrum of like most chosh of the things in Yiddishkeit, it's probably on one of the bottom of the list, but it's coming up. And I want to show you just for a few minutes, we'll investigate together to take something that seems very, very small and very insignificant almost, and to delve a little bit deeper into that, into that sogya, and we'll see how mamish our lives depend on it. And this is one of the most beautiful things about Yiddishkeit is that there is no such thing as something that's small. Something that might seem small and seem just like a, a detail, a prat. If you look deeply into it, a lukus is there, godliness is there. And any, and any piece of God is all of God. And God is very big. So any piece of Yiddishkeit, any piece of Yiddishkeit is really all of God is contained in it. So let's do that for a little bit. So you know, this coming week, we celebrate Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And obviously when we think of the month of Nisan, so the first thing that comes to our mind is Pesach, right? Pesach is the, the soul of Nisan. But there is another thing that comes with the month of Nisan, and Rosh Nisan in particular, and that is Birchas Ilanis. Right? What's Birchas Ilanis? So back up north, it's harder to find, but down here where the, night, the weather is nice, so Birchas Ilanis is that when you see this time of year, fruit trees begin to blossom, so the minig of Kla Yisrael is that this time of year you go see a fruit tree that's beginning to blossom. And there's a special bracha that you make to thank Hashem for the beautiful trees. Asher bari lanis taivus, that Hashem created beautiful trees and beautiful cre- cre- creatures and so on and creations in order that we should have pleasure and we should have delight in them. That's bracha zilanis. Okay, fine. There's many things that we thank Hashem for. Okay, we thank Hashem for lightning and thunder. So, fruit trees too. Okay, so it's one of those things. It's just on the list of things we have to take care of in the month of Nisan. So let me share with you a teaching that we find from the, from the Rizal. The Mekubalim have taught the following idea. Now it's going to sound initially as something that's uh, altogether unrelatable, but we'll see it's mamish very, very negatas, I think. We know there's such an idea, every single one of us have bodies, and we have a soul, we have a neshama. Now we're all familiar, maybe we not, might not know the details of how this, this, uh, you know, this works, but we know that after a person passes away 120, so the neshama goes up to Shemaim, and Bez Hashem, everything's going well, goes to Gan Eden, 
And if there's still some sort of unresolved issues, if there's still a yon and they need to be worked out, then there is a mechanism in place that's called a Gilgal. That's called reincarnation. That's such a thing. Now, usually the way reincarnation works is that that neshama, whatever piece of, of a neshama that's maybe not actualized yet, is reborn into another yid, into a new Jew, into a new person. Okay, that's a Gilgal. But you know there is such a thing, there is such a thing, for a piece of a neshama, for a piece of, uh, of a person to become reborn, not into another yid, but even into things, into things. There is such a metzias, there is such a thing, that a soul can become a Gilgal, can become reincarnated, into inanimate objects, into what's called doimim, a rock, mamish a rock. And when a shama is put in such a situation, then it takes. A, then there's a process of it sort of upgrading, of moving up the ladder, of moving up the, uh, you know, the the system to be able to become a human being again, a Jew again, and to find its perfection. And there are certain tekufas in the year where you have neshamas that might be stuck in inanimate objects that then are able to get an upgrade to transcend and to move into tzameach, into plant life. And then you have another time of the year where neshamas that are reincarnated in plant life are able to then move to the next shlav, to the next strata of creation, and go into chai, go into animals. And there's another part of the year where neshamas that are stuck in animals are able to then upgrade, finally to become a human being, to go into a, into a yid, and to find their ultimate tikkun. Okay, there's such an idea. What is the time of year where the neshama that's stuck in Sameach, in a tree, in plant life, is able to then move to Chai, to an animal? That's the month of Nisan. That's the month of Nisan. Said the Riyakadosh, when you go and make a bracha on Birchas Ilanis, it looks like you're just thanking Hashem for a tree, which is nice, don't get me wrong. But really what's happening is, is by you making that bracha, you are strengthening, you are helping, helping all the neshamas that might be stuck in that particular tree and in all trees, in all plant life, to allow them to ascend to the next level of their tikkun, which is to move from plants into chai, into animals. And that's, that happens by Nisan. And by us making birchas ilanis, our souls are strengthening those souls. That's what the Rizal said. Okay. Azizak Dariyakadosh. Now, for people like us, that we don't see neshamas uh, stuck in trees, or in rocks, or in animals, or maybe even in people. So we have to understand that everything that Rizal taught, and everything in Yiddishkeit, is telling us something, not just what to do, but it's telling us something, how to grow in our Avodah Hashem. So let's investigate for a few minutes, what does it mean, a neshama, what does it mean a Jew, what does it mean to, to graduate from tzemeach, from a plant, from a tree, into a chai, into an animal. And why is that dafka happening in the month of Nisan? What is it about this time that allows that graduation, that, trans, that transition to take place? And what does that mean about us? What's, that, what's our avayda? If Bashkoch if, if, if we're all hearing about this right now, it means the Rabbanu Shalom is telling us right now that we have to also graduate within ourselves from what's called a tzemeach, what's called a plant, to an animal. So that's Aleph. What's this Indian of a neshama being in Tzemeach and moving to Chai, and that's Davka by Nisan. What is that about? What does that mean? Aleph. Base. The month of Nisan, as I mentioned before, is also a month that's shining with the light of Pesach, this Yontav of Pesach. So Pesach, let's speak for a few minutes of what the Yontav of Pesach is in Pneumius, in the neshama, what's happening on Pesach, and then we'll see where it takes us. 
to appreciate the Yontav of Pesach, we have, to, we have to see Pesach as really something, a process that begins with Pesach and flows through Svir Sa'imer and finally finishes and comes to completion with Shavuos. So what is the process? What's happening in the Neshama, the beginning of Pesach, all the way through that time period, culminating with Shavuos? What's the Avay? What's the Indian? So it's like this. So we know Mitzrayim were stuck in Egypt. But we know that they weren't just physically stuck in Egypt. Everyone knows from the time they were little kids, we've heard this many times, that the Jewish people in Mitzrayim were stuck in Mem Shari Tumah, right? They were stuck in a very, very low place. Everyone knows, right? And, if they, and that's why Hashem had to take us out so quickly, because if we waited any longer, then we would get to the Shah Nun, and then, uh, then I don't know, no hope or something. Okay. The Jewish people were in a very, very low place. Now, here's the principle. The Rabbanu Shalom wants us to grow. The Rabbanu Shalom wants us to move from one madrega to the next madrega to crawl out of whatever places we're stuck in and to go high and high and high. That's what the Rabbanu Shalom wants us to do. And the normal way of growth is step by step by step. But here was the problem. The problem is the Jewish people were so enmeshed. They were so baked into the Tumah of Mitzrayim that the normal mahalach of progression and, and progress of step by step was impossible. They couldn't begin. They couldn't detach themselves from the klipa, from the Tov Mitzrayim. They, were, they couldn't get themselves out of that cement, out of that quicksand. Once they were out of the quicksand, okay, now they can grow one step, next step, next step, next step. But to get that initial break from the cleave of Mitzrayim, it was impossible for them to do that on their own. So what's the Yantav of Pesach? The Yantav of Pesach said that Rizal is the following Indian. The Yantav of Pesach is the Rabbanu Shalom sends to the Jewish people. He sent it then, he sends it now, and he sends it to each one of us individually to, the, to our Neshamas. The Rabbanu Shalom Pesach sends us unbelievably deep level, intense levels of what's called Meichen. What's Meichen? Meich means a brain. Meichen means spiritual energy, vitality, consciousness. Meichen de godless expansive consciousness. Now this is not, not something necessarily that we might, you know, our, our monkey brains might not feel it, but our neshama brains feel it. An intense level of moichin. And all of that moichin of Pesach is for one objective, one objective only, which is to just break us off and to make that initial disconnect from the cleave of Mitzrayim. Just to get us out of that quicksand that's called Egypt. Just to make that break. And the level of Meichen, and all the Oiris, and all the mitzvahs, everything, all the intense avoidus of Pesach, is all that's ne- is what's necessary to get us to get out of that clip of Mitzrayim. Once we're out of that clip of Mitzrayim, then all the Meichen that the Rabbanu Shalom sends us on Pesach to allow us to get that initial break off the ground, all the Meichen is taken away. But now, we've already been removed from that from that enmeshment in Egypt, and whatever Egypt means to us, and now we can go the regular program of step by step of step, of growth, one step after another, one madrig after another, and that's Svir Saimer. One day after another day, build on another day, and so on, eventually culminating in Shavuos, where we reach the apex of all those madrigas that we're building, one on top of the other, on top of the other, we're able to receive the Torah in Shavuos. So the, pro- the process, in other words, so the process of Pesach, Tulshuas is a person sort of first entering, exiting Tumah, exiting Mitzrayim, disconnecting themselves from Mitzrayim, 
And that's Pesach. But now that you've exited Mitzrayim, you're still mamish on the bottom. You're just, you're just not enmeshed in that Tumah. You're not completely submerged in that quicksand. But you're now, you're, now on bot, you're now on the bottom rung. You're now on square one. After Pesach, you're now square one. And now on square one, so you have day one of Sirius Oimer, day two, and now you're climbing that ladder, eventually, eventually, getting to the highest Madrega, that's called Shavuos. So this is the process, this is what happens, this is what happened Pesach through Shavuos, and this is what continues to happen every single year, to each one Lefi Madregascha, Lefi Madregascha, each one on their own level, this is what happens from Pesach till Shavuos. So Pesach, so what is really what Pesach is? Pesach really therefore means a person just starting. Just starting the program and the process of growth. That's really what Pesach is. And all the avoidance of Pesach is just to allow a person to begin. To begin. And now that you have gone through Pesach, now you're spiritually able to begin the process of growing. The actual growth takes place in Sirius Oimer and ultimately leading to Shavuos where, you are, where you've grown enough to receive your portion of Torah for that year. Okay. Which means... That if you were to ask us, if you'd ask me, if you were to you know lay out all these mm-hmm. yom Pesach through Sir Soimer and through Shavuos, which yontif would be a description? Which yontif would be would be the yontif that that is shining with the deepest light of the Jewish people? It would certainly be Shavuos. Why? Because Shavuos is the yontif that is celebrating our reaching the top of the mountain. That's what that's what Shavuos is. Pesach means the Jewish people becoming disconnected from the clip of Mitzrayim and at least now beginning the program. Sphere Seimer is our, you know, is the progress that we're making in the program of growth and step-by-step progress until finally Shavuos, we reach the top of the mountain. So Shavuos should be the highlight. Shavuos should be the biggest Indian. And the truth is, in Torah Shabal Peh, in the Oral Torah, which is a Torah that is reflective of the Jewish people's perspective, Shavuos is certainly the biggest Indian in the world. Shavuos is the biggest Yantav. Everyone, you know, in Yeshiva, like Shavuos, is, Shavuos is, is the goal, right? Every Shavuos that you ever heard from any Mashkiach, right? You know, it's all, it all boils down to one thing by Pesach. It's all hachana for Shavuos. It's all hachana for Mantair. That's what it's all about. And that's not being made up. In Tarsh Balpeh, that's certainly the feeling. Why? Because again, this is in t- the program of Pesach to Shavuos is a program of eventually a person growing, getting to that highest place of receiving one's portion of Torah. And uh, listen, Pesach means that you're that you're beginning that program, and you're you got out of that that quicksand that's called Mitzrayim. But yeah, ha- but getting out of that quicksand means that your mom is uh, starting from ground zero. But eventually, where do you get that Shavuos? That makes sense. The Pella is that in Torah Shavuos which is God's perspective, Shavuos is an afterthought. Even Sphere Soimer is an afterthought. What's mentioned again and again and again in Chumash, which is God's perspective, is one yontif and one yontif alone. That's Pesach. How many times does it say, does it talk about uh, Pesach in all Chumash? 50 times. It says to remember Yitzhi Sinsayim 50 times in Chumash. How many times does it talk about to keep Shabbos in Chumash? Once or twice. Pesach, 50 times. What does it say about Shavuos in Chumash? It says, after Pesach, 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 Pesach. After Pesach, count 50 days and bring a sacrifice. <laughs> the, whole, the whole perspective of the Yom Tov season, of Pesach through Shavuos from Tarshav Sav, is that the Icarus Pesach, it's all Pesach. 
Memela, yeah, there's Sir Soimer, and Memela, there's Shavuos, but the whole in is Pesach. So how do we understand this? From the, on the one hand, if we understand in depth of what's happening in the soul in this period, from Pesach to Shavuos, so Lachar, the perspective of Tarash Valpeh, makes the most sense. Pesach allows you to begin the program, but eventually the purpose is to eventually reach the highest place in that program, which is Shavuos. So the Iker is Shavuos. But yet Tarash Sav doesn't celebrate that at all. The whole of Tarash Sav is Kuli Pesach. How do we understand this? So you have one question again, Birchas Ilanis, what's the meaning of Birchas Ilanis and Gulgulim and all that? And how do we understand and how do we relate to the Hashivas and the, and the unbelievable focus that God gives to Pesach over Sir Soimer and Shvuas, which would seem to be the opposite of where the focus should be? All right, so here's an Akuda. You know, there's a principle we have from the Rishainim and the Makubalim, which is, you know, the Zara says the following line about God himself. Less machshava tefisa beklal. No mind is able to grasp God. God's system, that God is willing to share about himself. What's the deepest thing? What's the most, what's the most personal secret that God ever shared with us? What's the most personal secret? See, there's a lot of things that God does, and everything God does is he does it better than us. That's for sure. He's God. But most things that God does, we can at least parallel. We can at least mimic. There is only one thing that God does that no human being can even, can even dream of even pretending to pretend to pretend that you're similar to God in this way. There's only one thing that God does that's completely godlike, that's completely personal to Him, and that is yesh mi'ayin, to create something out of absolutely nothing. See, that initial moment of creation, right? What was before? What was before? Something. Nothing. If we allow ourselves to think about that for just mamish a minute, to think what that's like, what, what does that mean? That there's mamish nothing. All there is is God's infinite light. And all of a sudden, ye are. Ye are. Tachi arts, let there be grasses, let there be trees, let there be a cat, let there be a, a squirrel, let there be a little lizard, let there be you, let there be oxygen. Where did he get this stuff from? Like the very concept of taking something completely, completely from nothing and making something out of nothing, this is something that the human mind cannot possibly comprehend. This is the most intimate, deepest secret. This is, this, this, is, this is the most personal thing that God ever did. Because there's no one that could ever possibly say that I get that, I understand what that's like. Once there was an initial something, now you take that something and you turn it into something else, Okay, we can relate to that. You take a tree, you turn it into a chair. We could also do something like that. Maybe not as amazing as God does, true. But the, but the idea of taking something and turning it into something, that's eh, relatable. But taking, but turning, but creating something out of absolutely nothing, that's completely unrelatable. <clears throat> but there is something in Avodah Hashem. There is something in Yiddishkeit. There is something that's within the capability of the Jewish soul to serve the Rabbanishim in such a way that is a little bit similar to Yesh You know, one of the, everyone's heard of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Maybe, maybe none of you have heard of the earlier Lubavitcher Rebbe. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Nachmendel Zatzal, so he was the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe. <clears throat> so the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe was the Rebbe Rashab, Rosham Taif Ber of Lubavitch, the Rebbe Rashab. He was, uh, 
He was an Amkin. He was a very deep thinker. You think you think listening to me is tough. He there was there, there's there's one one sefer we have that's called the Hemshech. This was a shear, this was one mimer, one mimer that the Rebbe Rashab gave over three years. Every single Shabbos, it was a continuation of the mimer, and every single week he would connect that parasha to the piece of the mimer that he was up to for three years. So, you know, so half hour is not so bad. Right? So, no. There's a Torah in the Rebbe Rashab in the middle of that mimer. So, I can tell you the page. You know, middle of that mimer. The Rashab says the following is site. That there is, there is something, there is an aspect in Avadis Hashem which is called creating yourself something from something. When you move from one Madrega of Kedusha to another Madrega of Kedusha, you're already davening, right? And you want to daven a little bit deeper, a little bit longer, a little bit with more kavana. You're already keeping Shabbos. But you want to keep Shabbos a little bit better. You're already watching your eyes. You want to watch your eyes a little bit better. You're learning. You want to learn a little bit more. This is called a development. This is called a growth that's, that you're doing within yourself. That's called yesh, miyesh, something from something. Person's davening anyway. So you can imagine, okay, listen, davening leads to davening. A equals B equals C. One plus one is two. If I see you that's davening anyway, most likely over time he'll daven better. If I see you that's keeping Shabbos anyway, mustama with age and with time, he'll want to be mechazik as Shabbos too. So when he does strengthen his Shabbos and he strengthens his davening, it's kivaldik, it's amazing. But it's yesh miyesh. It's something from something. But there is something in Yiddishkeit that a soul is able to do, which is reflective, which is a little bit similar to yesh miyayin. Yesh miyayin, something from nothing. What is that? When a Jew is stuck and enmeshed and completely submerged in the cleap of Mitzrayim, and there is nothing in that person's life to indicate that, that the next moment he's going to strengthen his Avaidus Hashem. He's going to get out of that clip of Mitzrayim. Everything in his life and everything in, the, in his past and everything in his mind is telling him, you're in Mitzrayim, you are in Mitzri, and that's who you were born in, that's, that's how you were born, that's how you're going to remain. For a Jew to then look at themselves and say, you know what, that's all true. But Afal Pikain, I am going to find within myself the strength to detangle myself from that place and to convert, to become a Yid, such a Jew, such an Avaidah is what? That's not Yesh Miyesh. That's not something from something. That's Yesh Miyayin. That's something from nothing. Even though it's true that once you begin the program of Avaidah Hashem and Sphere Saimer begins and you're moving from step one to step two to step three all the way to Shavuos. So if you look at that uh, sort of sort of um, uh, objectively, like tangibly, what, in terms of Madregas, so yeah, Shavuos is the top of the ladder, and of course, everything is leading to Shavuos, and it's a Gavaldiga thing. But that's all yesh miyesh, it's all something from something. Once you've begun the program, once you're on day one, yeah, so day one leads to day two. Day two leads to day three. And with time, eventually you get to Shavuos. It's not such a Chiddush. But what's a real Chiddush? A real chiddush is something that you would least expect, that there's no indication that this would ever happen. Once you begin the program of Vedas Hashem of becoming a deeper, more, you know, a, a more passionate Ayyad Hashem, then that's, that's not a chiddush. It's not a chiddush. From Svir Slaimer to is not a chiddush. You know what is a chiddush? Pesach is a chiddush. Pesach is a chiddush. I objectively, if you just look at it in terms of like concrete growth, 
Pesach accomplished almost nothing. Pesach just means, okay, we're going to begin. Uh, but what happened? Nothing. So when you look at Pesach and you look at, at this program from Pesach to Shavuos, in, um, uh, again, more, more of a, uh, you know, like tachlis, tachlis, a mathematical, more business-like sense, then Pesach is, is, Pesach is just the introduction. Pesach is just the intro. But the main thing is Vesir Slaimer leading to Shavuos. But when the Rabbani Shalom looks at things, the Rabbani Shalom says, okay, it's Gavaldik, you're growing, and it's Yesh Miesh, it's something from something, Shavuos is a Gavaldik thing. But when Rabbani Shalom sees a Jew that's Pesachdik, when the Rabbani Shalom sees a Jew that there's nothing to indicate in their Avaida, that there's, that there's any reason for this Jew to believe or to have any momentum to become even part of the program of growth, and Afal Pekin, despite all of that, the Jew finds within himself the ability to renew himself and to say a Chiddush. And the Chiddush is, I am going to begin, even though it's true that in terms of on paper, and technically speaking, nothing has happened yet. So Torah Peh, which is very much focused on halacha, on practicalities, Lamaisa, like prophets, nothing happened. But Torah which is God's perspective, God says, yeah, but there's something that just happened there that only I understand. Because there's only one being that truly appreciates what it means to, be, to do a chiddush, And that's God himself. And when the Rabbani Shalom sees a Jew that is a mechadesh, that is someone that's able to embrace this, this, this reality of renewal, of completely, of, of doing something that has no, that there was never an indication that this was ever going to be. A something from nothing. Only God appreciates that, and only God can appreciate that. And God winks his eye at such a Jew, and God says, me and you, we get each other. We get each other. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, it says in the Yerushalmi, an amazing thing. Everyone knows Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, after all of his students passed away, right, the 24,000. So the Gemara says, and Yavama said he went to the south, and he started teaching five new Talmidim. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar, and Rabbi Shimon. And the Gemara, the Yerushalmi says that at the time it came where Rabbi Kiva was going to give smicha to all of them. And the Gemara says, the Yerushalmi says, that the first one he gave smicha to was Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai, was not the first one. And Rabbi Kiva sensed that Rabbi Shimon was uh, you know, a little bit disappointed. And Rabbi Kiva turned to Rabbi Shimon and he said, Shimon, it's enough that me, you, and God know who you are. Me, you, and God know who you are. Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon was a Chiddush. Rabbi Shimon was a Chiddush. Rabbi Shimon lived at a time, time where Nevuah ended. And there was no indication at all, there was no indication at all at that time period that there's going to be any way to recapture the, 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 the experience of divinity that was prophecy. But Afal Pekin, nevertheless, in that abyss, in that emptiness, comes Rabbi Shimon Ba'echai, and the Lag Bayim, which is the middle of Sfirah Saimer, and Mishim Ba'echai rejuvenates the Jewish people and says, even though there was never any indication right now that we're going to be able to recapture the light of prophecy, the light of Pneum Satira, Rishim says, we're going to be able to do it. Rishim was a Chiddush. And Rabbi Kiva turned to Rishim and he said to Rishim, me, you, and God know, know who you are. No other, pu- no other person can know that. And Rabbi Kiva knew that also. Rabbi Kiva was a Chiddush. Everyone knows that Rabbi Kiva, before he became Rabbi Kiva, who was he? Not just Stam, not Rabbi Kiva. He was the opposite of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva said about himself that when he was before, uh, you know, before four years, before he started yeshiva, he used to say, whenever I saw Talmud Chacham, I wanted to bite him like a donkey. Why? 
So Tamid asked him, like a dog, that's a strange thing to say. You bite him like a dog. That's the usual way to talk. I mean, it's not a good way to talk. But if you're going to talk like that, then you say it uh, like a dog. So said the Gemara, says Rabbi Kiva responded, now a dog breaks the skin. A donkey breaks the bones. That's what he used to say. So I wanted to bite them like a donkey. So we're talking about someone who hated, hated Yiddishkeit, hated Torah, hated Tamid Chachamim. And what happens? He completely changes himself. Not yesh miyesh. We're not talking about just an Amaharetz becoming a Tamid Chachim. That's how it's always painted. That's not what it was. The Chiddush Rabbi Kiva is not a Amaharetz becoming a Tamid Chachim. This is someone who is anti-religious becoming the Tzadik Hadar. That's Rabbi Akiva. That's Yesh Mi'ayin. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shimon, and God are the people and the beings and the entities that know what it means, Yesh Mi'ayin. That's Pesach. Pesach is the moment where, where the Jewish person is able to say, there's nothing about me that's not Mitzrayim Dik, and there's nothing about me that would indicate that I could even begin the program of Sir Samaritan Shavuos. And you know what? Okay, so what? I'll still start. And I'll still rejuvenate myself. I'll still reinvent myself. And Torah Pel looks at that and says, okay, it's very nice, but now you got to begin. But Torah which is God, and God says, whoa, do you have, no one has any idea what that is. I know what that is. A chiddush, a yesh a chiddush. The Rebbe Rashab said that it's the very deepest essence of God that's implanted in the deepest part of the Jewish soul that gives you the ability to serve the Rebbe Shalom yesh and don't think for a second that Zakatinsky is just talking about different chizik for people that don't keep Shabbos or chas v'shalom, don't learn and don't have and things like that. You know there was a tzaddik, there was a year that was called the Yid HaKadosh. The Yid HaKadosh of Pshischa. Why was he called the Holy Jew of Pshischa? Because you know what the Yid HaKadosh used to say. The Yid HaKadosh every single day, every single morning, we say to Rabbanu Shalom, Shalom, I've never kept Shabbos in my life. I've never put on tefillin in my life. I've never learned a piece of Gemara in my life. I've never learned a mission in my life. I've never learned the Pasuk I never said a good morning to another Jew. I've never said a nice word to my wife. Rabbanu Shalom, I want to start right now to be a Yid. To reinvent oneself is the deepest, biggest avoid in the world. And that and it's, it's a big chaval, it's a big chaval for that avoida to be usurped and to be sort of in the monopoly of people that are quote-unquote bali tshuva. It's, it's the biggest chus in the world for a person to be able to say that I'm only beginning right now. You know the Riyadah Kodesh used to say? Amazing thing. The Riyadah Kodesh said, what's going to be the difference between Mashiach and other tzaddikim? Well, we had a lot of tzaddikim. Bez Hashem will have, continue to have big tzaddikim. But what's the difference? What's the chiddush of Mashiach versus everyone else? So you know what the Riyadah Kodesh said? The Riyadah Kodesh said that every tzaddik, when they go to bed, so they go to bed with all their madragas, and the next morning, they build on their madragas. They wake, they wake up with their madragas, and they build on those madragas. The Yira Kaddish said, Mashiach is going to be different. Mashiach is going to be a Jew that goes to bed, and when he goes to bed, and his neshama goes to Shemayim, right? All of his madragas are given back. And when he wakes up the next morning, he has to reinvent himself and be kind of once again all those madragas, and then build on that the next day as well. That's Mashiach. And the Yid HaKadosh was not talking about that uh, Jews that are, that are, that are Pasha not keeping mitzvahs. Adarab of Adarab. We're talking about Yidin that every single day keep tefillin. Talking about Yidin that every single day do learn and do daven. And it looks like on the outside that a Jew like that, all, they, all they're able and all their, uh, you know, the program that they're a part of is Yesh Miyesh. 
But that's a big chaval. Every single one of us, whatever our vayda is, and it continues from day to day, and you grow from day to day. But don't ever think, and don't ever put yourself in that program of just growth, building, on, building tomorrow on yesterday, and building one step on top of the other. Reinvent yourself every day. Every time a Jew does a mitzvah, every, every time you put on tefillin, we have to say to ourselves, you have to say to yourself, I've never put tefillin on in my life. You have to say to Rabbi Hashem, when you're putting on tefillin, you have to ask Rabbi Hashem, I beg you, let me put on tefillin. And only a Jew that feels that desire, that cheshuk of I want to, even, I want to begin to be a yid, that's, that's a yid. That's a yid. That's a, that's a, when did we become yidin? We didn't become yidin shvuas. We became yidin Pesach. Because that's the definition of a Jew. The definition of a Jew is not, not someone that grows higher and higher and higher. That's called a tree. That's called Sameach. What's the difference? We started with Birchus Ilanis, right? What's the difference between a tree, between a plant, and an animal? Plants can become taller than animals. But the difference is that plants are stuck in their place. Moving and shifting from one spot to another spot, that's a definition of an animal. That's a chai. When you have the program of yesh miyesh, that's called like being like a tree. You are where you are, you're planted, nothing's changing, there's no revolution, there's no complete overhaul that's taking place. You are what you are, and you're just growing steadily from one, one uh, ring to another ring like a tree. That's gewalt, that's amazing, that's not nisan. Nisan is to become a chai. What does it mean to be a chai, to be an animal? To be an animal means, not necessarily that you're the tallest thing in the world, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're stronger than a tree or you're more consistent than a tree. But it means you're able to move from one spot to another. It means that the spot that you're in, if it's Mitzrayim Dik, you're able to move to a different spot. A tree cannot move from its spot. A tree is a Metzius of Yesh Miyesh. Plant, plants mean something from something. A Chai means something from nothing. It means that it's able to move from its spot. We were stuck in Mitzrayim by Pesach, and we didn't just grow from there like a tree. We moved from that spot. I, you move from that spot, you're still on ground, you're still, you're still step one. So in Yesh Miyesh, you didn't get, you didn't accomplish so much. I, but in Yesh Miyayin, in, in what, in, the, in, in something the Rebbeinu could appreciate as a Chiddush, that's something that's unique. That's unique to Pesach. That's the Chiddush, that's the Avoid of Pesach. When we go look at trees, and we make birchas ilanis, what we're davening for ourselves, and we're davening for all the neshamas that are bound to us, that are connected to us, from generations ago, and future generations, and this current generation, what we're davening so desperately is, Rabbi Nishon, let the Jewish people, let each and every one of us appreciate this deepest avoida of yesh mi'ayin. Of sometimes, it doesn't look like it's growing up. Sometimes it's just moving over. But the ability to move over, and to disconnect oneself from the old, and to, and, to, and to begin a new growth, and to begin a new program, that's the deepest, that's the chiddish. That's what God loves the most. God can't say it, He can't communicate it like that, but He twinkles His eye, He winks His eye at you, He says, I know what that's like. That's yesh mi'ayin. So let me tell you, Maisa, I'm not sure if this has anything to do with what I was just talking about, honestly, but it, it just came to me now, I think it's a, it's it's not even a Pesach the Gemais honestly, but I'll just say it anyway. I'll say it anyway. Yeah, So I'll say it like this. Everyone's heard of the Rishoner. Everyone's heard of the Rishoner. So my says the Rishoner. I no maybe maybe now I I think I know why why it came to me because of this. The Mice says the Rishoner. 
it was during one of the summer, during a summer month, and he went to a vacation spot. You know, the Sadiq used to do that. Right, so that's probably why I'm thinking, right? Because I'm on vacation now for the weekend. Okay. So the Rishner went to a vacation spot. And now when the Rishner's on vacation, he still has the Rishner's eyes, right? So he, he's walking around the neighborhood over there, and he spots a Yid. He spots a Yid, and he sees this Yid. And this Yid's walking around like a schlepper, completely, you know, bent over. Not a, definitely something, carrying a lot of load. And the, uh, the Rishner looks at him, but the Rishner has eyes, he's able to tell this guy is Yichas. This guy is Yichas. There's something, there's something special about this guy. So the Rishner goes over to him, he begins the conversation with him, and he finds out very quickly that this Yid is an anical of Rabbi Yankel Enden. Yankel Enden. Okay? What happened? So this person doesn't look like uh, his Eidi anymore. But this person was Nebuch, he fell into addiction, he fell into dr- dr- drinking and gambling, and he lost his family, and he lost his livelihood. He's, uh, he fell into a Gehenna. But the Rishner, the Rishner always wanted to be a Karavid, and especially people that had uh, coming from, from Yichas like this. So for the time that he was in this vacation resort for a few weeks, he was always engaging in Metapel to try to be a Karav this Yid. And over the weeks, he developed a nice relationship with this Yid. Now, <clears throat> when the time came for the Rishner to go back to Rishon, so he went over to this Yid, and he said, listen, Yanko, Let's be honest. You don't have much tying you down over here, right? You don't have a family. You don't have a, pro- a stable job. So there's really nothing keeping you here. But we developed a nice relationship. And I, Baruch Hashem, I have some connections in Rizhin. Come back with me to Rizhin. I'll get you connected with a good, stable job. Maybe, you know, with the right help, we'll find you a shidduch. Come with me and we'll try to, you know, we'll try to put things together. We'll continue. So he says, you know what? It's not true. I got nothing over here anyway. So fine. So he goes to Rishon. Weeks go by, months go by, even years go by, and Baruch Hashem, Yankel really puts himself back together. He's now married, has a job, but because of his because of his inyanim, because of the stuff that he was stuck in in previous years, every once in a while he always falls off the bandwagon. He's mechazig himself again. It's a it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So one day the Rishner is in the base Medrash and he sees this Yid Yankel. Yankel doesn't look the same as he did a bunch of years ago, but the Rishner saw in Yankel's eyes that there's something that's bothering Yankel very much. And the Rishner has good eyes. So the Rishner went over to Yankel and he said, Yankel, I know it's bothering you. You're bothering, you're, you're bothered by, how could it be the Rabbi Shalom really accepted your tshuva? How could it be such a thing? I said, I'm sorry, and Hashem just forgives me. So the Rishner said, I know that's what's bothering you. But Yankel, you have to believe in tshuva. You have to believe. It's, it's something we have to believe in. You have to believe in tshuva. So Yankel says, Rebbe, that's not really, you're, you're on, you, you know, you, it's in the right ballpark, but that's not really what's bothering me. I, know, I believe, I believe in tshuva. My problem is that I keep on having to do tshuva again and again and again, you know? And so how many times is, is God going to forgive me, you know? doesn't make sense. Forgive me once, twice, but like I keep on, I keep on having to do this again and again and again. So you know the Rishner said, the Rishner said that, you know, he said, Yankel, of all people, you'll be able to appreciate this the most. He said, by, by Rosh Hashanah Kippur, by Yom Kippur, we have a Nusach in the Davening, we say, by in Esrei, we say, Hashem, ke'ata solchan l'Yisrael, u'machalon l'shifte Yishurin. Hashem, you are solchan l'Yisrael, you forgive the Jewish people, and you uh, clean all of their averis. Solchan l'Yisrael, u'machalon l'shifte Yishurin. So said the Rishner, I don't get it. That's a funny way of talking. The, the Nusach should be, 
Umaychel is shifting Yisharim. What's Solchan Machlan? What does that mean? So said the Rishner, the Rabbanu Shalom has an addiction. And the Rabbanu Shalom tries to fight the addiction. He tries to mamish, go through all the programs in order to get over this addiction. And he just... He just can't, ha- he can't, he can't get over this. And he keeps on falling off the bandwagon. And he keeps on falling to this addiction again. What's his addiction? To forgive Yidin. To forgive Yidin. Solchan, Machalan, that's who he is. He's an addict. He's mom is stuck in it. He's mom is stuck in it. What can you do? You're asking Yankel, why would the Rabbanu keep on forgiving you? It's a good kasha. The Rabbanu is stuck in it. He has no choice. He's, uh, he's addicted to it. Kata Solchan, Machalan. So that's what he told the, that's, the, that's what the original told Yankel. But you know, the deepest truth is, is that every time a Jew is able to reinvent themselves and to be mechadish themselves, yesh And it doesn't mean, again, like I said, it doesn't mean dafka from mamish atuma into Kedusha. I'm talking about even from Kedusha. Even from mitzvah to mitzvah to say that I've never done mitzvahs before. I want to first, for the first time in my life, the first time in my life I want to make a shahakal. The first time in my life to make a shahakal. That chiddish, that's a chiddish that the Rabbani Shalom loves that. So Davka, a Jew that's always doing tshuva, and doing tshuva doesn't mean from an Aveh, or even doing tshuva from mitzvahs. When you're always doing tshuva, of course the Rabbanu Shalom loves that. He loves that, because that's only thing, that's, because what's generating that constant tshuva is a sense of chiddish, is the part of you that understands yesh miyayin. And there's only two entities that understand yesh miyayin. That's God and you. That's it. If we're mechazik ourselves, if we could embrace, if we could find within ourselves that strength of reinventing ourselves. Just like the Yirah Kaddish said, only, the, only Mashiach is a tzaddik like that. And what type of generation is going to be the generation to bring Mashiach? Not a yesh miyesh a generation. Not a generation that's growing like trees. A generation that's a chai. Chai means something that moves from one place to another. Even if it's still, if it's still now starting off fresh in this new spot, but it's able to move from an old spot. It's a chiddish yesh miyayin. That type of generation, not only from averis to mitzvahs, but from within mitzvahs, to renew oneself constantly, to always do tshuva, to be addicted to it. That's a type of avay, that's a type of generation that is Mashiach. That's a generation that is the moichin of Mashiach. We should be zaych that just as Pesach night, that's why Pesach, how does Pesach end? Talks about Mashiach, kaishel yo. The Seder, because the, the Geula of Pesach is itself the Geula of Mashiach. It's Mashiach the Geula. It's a, it's a Geula of Chiddush. Mashiach time, when Mashiach comes, it's not, the world is not just going to be a little bit better. It's altogether different. Kimos Deus Hashem, altogether different. In order to bring the world to that altogether different state, then we have to find within ourselves the ability to become altogether different in the next moment than the, from the moment before. Don't limit yourself, even in growth. Don't limit yourself to become just a little bit better from the person you were before, as if you're a tree that's just growing ring to ring. You have the ability, I have the ability, we all have the ability to completely reinvent ourselves from moment to moment. And that is the Meichon Mashiach. Hashem shall bless each and every one of us. With Chiddush, we should be Mechadish Chiddushim. To renew ourselves constantly, to renew the whole world around us constantly, we should be Zaych all together. Befrat Ubechlal to experience the greatest Chiddush of all. The BS called Tzedek, Meher Vimeinu, Amen. Amen.